Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It is going. So... Coming off of our Enneagram episode last week, which who knew people would like that? I mean, I know we nerd out on it, but... Was not prepared for that response. Was not prepared. <laughs> anyway, over 100 listens. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Woohoo. Insert clap sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming off the Enneagram, we both talked about how we're type twos. And I was thinking about this week about relationships and you know we have friendships that last forever and then we have some that you know are seasonal friendships and then we have some that we actually have friendship breakups which I don't think is talked about enough no you know um but have you ever had like a friendship breakup yes too many I think I don't I mean I guess that's a little aggressive and sad but like more than my little type two empath self can handle can handle Mm -hmm. and I'm hopeful that that season of my life is over I think that it tends to end for the most part in your 20s I say that I'm nearing my 40s (laughs) and I have not had to deal with that as much in my 30s as I did in my 20s but also I think that I learned how to uh, temper my Enneagram to personality. Yeah. In that I can get really attached, right? Mm-hmm. And we invest very deeply and we're very loyal, mm-hmm. which is why we're often mistyped, but we're very loyal people. And so we can get into these things, into these relationships with the best of intentions. We sometimes forget that other people don't have as good of intentions. Right. right? Um, but we can do that and we can go all in and, and we want these relationships to last forever because we feel like we put our heart and soul into something and we literally put our heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. And so then when it fades or when something happens and we literally have to break it off, which is extremely difficult for us to do, yeah. we are literally the epitome of the meme that is like, you know, you can push me so far, but when I'm done, I'm done. Right. right. Because it takes us so long to get there. Right. And friendship breakups are just, I feel like they're traumatic for everyone, whether or not people want to talk about it. It's like the thing that gets pushed off, right? right. You don't feel that, feel that. <laughs> you don't see that on the front page of Cosmopolitan, right? How to walk through a friendship breakup. Right. No. You know, but they have, they happen, you know? Right. Um, and so encouragement for you is I feel like it happens way more um, Mm -hmm. in our 20s and when we're becoming adults and who we are and everything else maybe it's that you just stop caring in your 30s I don't know but you know (laughs) (laughs) or you or you build better friendships you know you finally find people that are like-minded and and that you can really build on a common place with right. and not that they all have to think like you do obviously but you know just right. people that you you really can do life with uh, maybe you just finally settle into that more but anyway 
Um, I haven't had a friendship breakup in a while, but I remember they were terrible. But I'd like to hear about yours if you want to tell me. Oh, let's just dive right in. I think also, <laughs> like, on top of it, too, like, in your 20s and your teens and even maybe in your early 30s, like, which I'm not there yet, but... Um, it's not bad. No. <laughs> I'm, like, at the point in my time now where I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad I'm still young, but also all my friends are older than me, so I want to be older. But <clears throat> and she said older, but not old. <clears throat> There's a difference. There is a very big difference. <laughs> now that I'm creeping up to ages that I thought were old when I was 10. They're but, not. They're not. But they're not. I think you're told so frequently that you, your status, your likeness mm-hmm. is by the number, not the quality. Mm-hmm. And I was always on the periphery mm-hmm. of, like, I never had a group of friends. Like, I didn't have a girl gang, girl squad. I wasn't in a sorority or anything like that. Not saying that, like, sorority is your only way of having, like, girlfriends. Because I know several people who are in a sorority who felt completely alone. But... You just weren't part of that. I wasn't part, a part of, of that. People, yeah. Right? And in our first episode, I kind of talked about feeling like a chameleon. Like, I could just kind of go in and out. Of different places but I did have really strong solid friendships that I thought were to the end we talked about it being to the end and like you said I think so often it's not talked about these friendship breakups mm-hmm. but like you can break up with a partner yes so how is that different <laughs> and all that stuff so mm-hmm. from like my perspective I don't know how detailed I want to get into this but I think for me it got to the point where, and we've talked about this, like feeling like you're a poor puppy that you keep going back to. Yeah. And you keep running to. And I wanted and desired connection so badly mm-hmm. that I was willing to get hurt again because I didn't know that I could find that connection anywhere else. Right. They weren't my person. Nope. I didn't know that at the time. Right. Um, and I just wanted to be wanted. Just wanted to be wanted. So badly. badly. Every time they dangled that carrot. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so, and it finally got to the point where I had a minute to breathe Mm -hmm. and was like, you know what? This isn't for me. And it's not that I don't think they're a good person or I've had several friendship breakups. So this is kind of a more global Uh overarching feeling but it was, I need someone to be there for me when I need them, even when it's not convenient. Um, not that I expect everyone to drop everything for me. That seems like really self-centered, but I dropped everything for all of my friends. And I didn't understand why not everyone did that. And so when I had these friendship breakups, the common denominator in all of those was you. Was me. Mm-hmm. And so then I spent the last probably three years wondering what was wrong with me, why no one could keep a friendship with me, but I had these lifelong friends that still hung around. Mm-hmm. I had like three of them, even moving all the way across to Georgia. They didn't matter. They've been in my life for at least 10 years. They're still around. So, like, what's that about? Where is that headed? Like, what? what's this? Why does so many relationships have to end in heartache? But some of them can last forever. 
And then some of them, they just don't end in heartache. They just kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. They're just what people call seasonal friendships and yeah. things like that. Well, and, you know, I've come to describe that as, like, <laughs> you know how your body needs things, right? Like, macros are a big thing in the fitness world right, right. now. And you know that more than I do because, like, personal trainer ma'am over here, right? <laughs> but, you know, you have the things that your body needs for survival, right? It has to have protein. It has to have carbohydrates. It has to have fat, right? right. Those are like your three big macros, right? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of look at relationships and that there's some that are always going to be there in your life. They're the things that you really need for your survival, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I have a few best friends in my life that I've been friends with for some for 30-something years, some for 20-something, right, that are just, they're never going away. We've reached the point in relationship with each other that it's like we've we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, we've seen the ugly, we've been through terrible heartache, we've been through almost breaking up, quote-unquote, right. right? We've been through all of that garbage. We've decided that we're committed to this thing. There's nothing that you could do short of, you know, Killing cheat with someone. my husband or kill somebody, <laughs> you know, that, like, would break up our friendship, right? right. Nothing. Nothing. You know, right. you can't overthink something too much and cause us to, to divide. You can't, you know, say the wrong thing, believe the wrong thing. It's not going to end, right? It's right. going to be there forever. And then you've got seasonal friendships. that I think those hurt, I feel like, some, some personality types more than others. I know they hurt a two. They probably hurt a six really bad. And that they're relationships that just go away. Right. If you saw that person, you'd still hug them. You'd still be happy that you knew them, happy to see them, all these things. But that was a phase and a time in your life. And then that time and phase faded. And so did the relationship. And you didn't mean for it to. And you may even try from time to time to text that person or meet up with them or bring that back into your life. And it just never seems to fit because... That was then and this is now. And it's kind of like, you know, well, we need micronutrients all the time, right? Right. But it's better to eat in-season fruits and vegetables than it is to eat out-of-season fruits and vegetables. Right, 100%. Right? Blueberries in the spring and summer are better for your body, right? right? Than, you know, what what's the best one in, like, the fall? I don't know. Like, what grows in fall? Corn. Corn Corn in summer, fall, squash, right? So we talk about in-season being better for you, right? Right. Fresh. Apples. Apples, right? Um, And so I kind of view seasonal friendships that way in that everybody everybody loves some good fruits and vegetables, right? Mm -hmm. You really love it when it's fresh and in-season. You go pick a tomato and you eat it. Oh, so good. Except for you now, you can't eat tomatoes. But you know what I mean. Yeah, no. Picking, Picking an apple off of the tree. And eating it is way better than in the off season buying it at the grocery store. I mean, it's still an apple, but yeah, it's not as good. It's not the same. And so we had these seasonal friendships, and it's hard. It's hard to go, man. At that time in my life, when you know my baby was little, and and I was in this group, and and I saw these people all the time, and we did this and we did that, and there's they hold so many core memories for you. Mm-hmm. But then space happens and time happens and you just can't revive that relationship even though nothing bad happened, nothing terrible. It just 
faded. But I feel like if we switch over to appreciation, yeah, it helps our heart, right? More of instead of being like, oh, I miss them so much. I'm so sad that that whatever. I'm grateful it happened. Right. I needed them in that season and they were there and it was beautiful. And that season of my life would not have been as beautiful and vibrant as it was had it not been for those people and those relationships. And I feel like when we can do that, it's an active thing. We have to be active and intentional about it. But when we can do that, it really soothes that what could be a wound. It doesn't have to be. Right. It's being present in Mm -hmm. the, like, I think I just having dealt with a lot of recent friendship breakups, I really hesitated. I was much more, like, closed off. Mm -hmm. Moving to Georgia, meeting new people, being vulnerable, because Mm -hmm. they were just going to hurt me again. And we just kicked down all your doors. Yeah, Yeah, I got lucky. Um, I was pissed. Um, But I was very, very hesitant. And my regret and my advice now would be, don't worry if it's not going to be long term. Mm -hmm. Just be in the moment. Share what you feel you need to share to keep the friendship alive, to feel connection to feel loved Mm -hmm. but if you don't want to share every part of you I think that's something type twos really struggle at least this type two really struggles with is oversharing because Mm -hmm. I I desire to be wanted so bad I'll share whatever I need to I tell everyone I meet for the first time I'm an open book just ask me whatever straight up will tell you my deepest darkest secrets if I have to Mm -hmm. if that means we'll be friends and that's not always a great thing and I'm learning that and being more slow with my friendships and letting them like simmer and stew in a positive way Mm -hmm. versus flash boiling them and like waiting for it to explode which those meals are always better oh a thousand percent right a lot of food the longer that you cook a good marinara sauce the better that it is. Right. The more flavorful, right? The longer you cook a soup all day on a great crisp fall day with the windows open and the, the soup just slow cooks all day long, the better that bowl of soup tastes in the evening when you eat it. Right. Right? <clears throat> and friendship is that way too when you allow it to grow slow and you share what's comfortable and you grow in that comfort and you have shared experience, you know, and it grows they tend to be much sweeter. Yeah. They tend to last, you know, whereas some of those just fizzle right out. Right. You know, <clears throat> I am um, the last friendship breakup that I experienced actually ended up not being a breakup. Interesting. But it almost was. And I was the one being broken up with. Sad. It was. I had just turned 30. Mm. I was in a very um, just different kind of place in life in that, you know, I wasn't 20-something anymore, and I had three young children, and there were a lot of things going on behind the scenes in my family and my marriage that were very, very hard, which is a very difficult season, and 
I was friends with someone whom I wanted to love me so badly. I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to be loved. And I want that in every relationship. But with this relationship, I wanted it to the point that I was doing what I can do when I am not healthy. And that is basically smothering it to death. Mm. Right? Like you grab a puppy and you hug it so tight that, you know, you kill it. (laughs) Right? Right. I mean... Yeah. It was that kind of situation. I don't know if you ever experienced that as a two, but I was not in a healthy place. And I didn't know yet that, yes, I was the common denominator because I was. In a lot of my relationships, I was the common denominator of why things didn't work out. Even though I'm a good person, even though I give a lot to the relationship, Mm -hmm. even though I have all these good qualities, I didn't see myself with all these good qualities because I felt like nobody ever wanted to hang around. Nobody Mm -hmm. ever, you know, like they... It just always didn't work until this friendship almost ended. And I mean, like, broke my heart almost ended. Yeah. That person with so much grace explained some things to me. And it completely opened my eyes to what I brought to the table in friendships and relationships and how I brought a lot of positive things. But then when I was insecure and I was overthinking everything, it was exhausting. And where the love and the want for me to be around and the want to be in a relationship with me was there in the beginning, I'm the one who drove it out because I clung too hard. Mm. I went after it too hard all the things and I'm so glad that I learned that in that period of my life because it has changed the dynamic not only in every other relationship that I've had since but also within myself right yeah so not to say that I don't ever overthink anything (laughs) you were partying to me overthinking something this week and I called you and I was like talk me off a ledge you know (laughs) because I, I knew you would understand me so, yeah, I mean, my personality is still my personality. Right. But I oftentimes now can just within myself go, why are you feeling so anxious? Why do you have this heightened sense of um, not feeling um, worthy of love? Why do you have this heightened sense of insecurity? Like, what is happening? What is right. the outside thing that has come in that is Burn all this for you. Let's get back to the truth. Let's dig it down to the bare bones of what is actually happening. Yeah. And being able to stop my own overthinking. Because mm. overthinking will kill you. Oh, yeah. You know? And it that was the point where I really started to grow up. I really started to emotionally, spiritually, and mentally really mature and become someone I'm very proud of today. Right. Not perfect. No, no, no. But way, way healthier than I had been. And I don't even think, I don't think I've ever even ever told her that. I've told her, thank you for not abandoning me. <laughs> right? right? But I don't even think I've actually explained, hey, you helped me. And I'm sure she knows this, but you helped me go from someone who I would not want to be raising my daughter. Mm. Because I wouldn't, don't want her to grow up with those insecurities and all that overthinking and all that anxiety and all that stuff into someone who 
shares life experience with folks and is like, hey, it's okay, calm down. You know, you're a beautiful person and of who you are, right? right? All this other stuff, like, just dial that back. Take it down. Take it down, <laughs> right? Take it down. Take it way down, right? right. Um, and so I think that's the closest thing to a breakup that I've had in a very, very long time. Um, but it changed my life. It really helped me, in essence, break up with older parts of myself that were no longer serving me. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about being the common denominator in those relationships, you know, it's it's become apparent to me that the more we love ourselves, especially as type twos, yeah. the more we love ourselves, the more secure we feel and confident we feel in who we are and what we offer and what we bring to the table, we know our worth. Oh, yeah. And girl, I'm, I'm in a phase of my life that I start knowing my worth and adding the tax. And I know that's funny, but I'm, <laughs> I'm for real, you know. And that's, no, same. you know, because it's like, I know my worth now. And I may want you to want me. But if you don't, I'm okay because I want me. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and <laughs> that is so freeing, right? Because now when I want people to want me. Most of the time, they already do. Yeah. Right? Because I'm attracting the right people. Right. You're attracting the people that feel the same. Like, not that they believe or think the same. You can have different people in your life, but yeah. that they... You don't have to work for it. Right. It is a natural ebb and flow, uh-huh. and it is a, a pure give and take. Yes relationship and I think talking about my breakups earlier I hesitated I think you watched me hesitate because I don't like hurting people right I don't like talking about stuff like this it Mm -hmm. makes me very uncomfortable and it's really painful because I know that while as much as I was hurt I wasn't the only one hurting Mm -hmm. and I was the one where you were the one being broken up with I personally initiated the breakup and I don't think we talk about it enough that it's okay 100%. to break up with a friendship and, like, actually have an adult conversation. And I feel like, especially as women, that stereotype of being a little bit catty comes into play. Mm-hmm. But if we could just stop and have an adult conversation, it would be far less painful. Mm-hmm. I was hurting I felt used and abused and I was at a point in my life where I was like you know what I know my worth I know my value and I deserve to be treated as such and for me that felt excruciatingly selfish but I'd never been selfish in that relationship Mm -hmm. until then right and sitting down in a public place and being like, here is, I love you. Here is what went wrong. Here is why I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. I wish you the best. Please don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> you know, but it was, it was, you know, I'll still be here, but I'm not going to I'm not going to be your cheerleader a hundred percent of the time anymore because it's too much for me. Mm -hmm. 
because I want to be a cheerleader for somebody who will also cheer back at me, mm-hmm. and I don't have to ask them to. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was the catalyst for me that made I don't think if I would have moved to Georgia not having learned that I don't know that I would have friendships here mm-hmm. because Alex in Georgia gives a crap about herself yes loves herself mm-hmm. cares enough about who she lets in her life mm-hmm. that didn't before Mm-hmm. I just wanted to help everybody. I yes. wanted to be friends with everybody. Yes. It didn't matter. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to love everybody. You don't have to be friends with everybody. That is correct. And <laughs> it feels so selfish and feels weird. It's feel it's like makes my skin crawl saying it out loud. But I feel like people need to hear that. Yes. That not everyone has to, you don't have to be friends with everybody. You can love everybody be there, whatever, you get to set your boundary. Yep. If you didn't ask, you can tell them, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't ask. You didn't ask. I care. Right. I want the best for you. I didn't ask. But I want the best for you in the way that I want the best for every human being on the planet. Right. Right? Right. Because I don't wish bad things on anybody no. that doesn't hurt folks. Right. 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 Okay. 100%. <clears throat> so, you know... If you're just out here living your life and, and you're a good person, I, I wish great things for you. Mm-hmm. I hope that you have the, the life that, that that you couldn't imagine. That all your hopes and dreams come true and that you're healthy and your family's healthy and that you have an abundant life. The life that I believe Jesus died to give you. I hope that you all have that life. I want your belly to be full. I just don't want you to eat at my table. That sounds harsh. The original person that said that was Tupac. Like... <laughs> I was like, did that sound familiar? Who said it? <laughs> he said, I still want you to eat. Yes. Not at my table. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. It sounds it sounds harsh. Okay? Yeah. Maybe harsh to us. But in the grand scheme of it. Okay, let, let's just, like, can I just go Jesus for a second, okay? That's right. All right. In the grand scheme of things, all right, Jesus opens the table to all, right? Period. Period. Right? But his physical table had 12 yeah his real inner circle had three okay so while the communal table Mm. is open to all because it is freely given freely received right the friendship table yeah the relationship table it's open to a few and we've talked a little bit about, about that before we have a capacity. Right. You can't be everyone's person. Yeah. Because if you are, you're not giving it what it needs. You can't grow every vegetable in the world in your backyard garden. Nope. It wouldn't get the right soil. It wouldn't get the right water. It wouldn't It wouldn't get what it needed to thrive. It might grow. It might. Yeah. But it would not thrive the way that it was intended to because it's too much. Right. Right? So we cannot be everyone's person. I may care that, you know, I may care enough about coworkers, for instance, that I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Right. 
again, I wish goodwill. I push goodwill out in the world for everybody. Right. But I don't, I can't care enough that, like, I'd be brokenhearted and, and have to take off time from work if your mom died. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I'd be sad for you. If I had time, I might send you a card. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind. Yeah. We're in some sort of relationship with each other, and that's a kind thing to do. Correct. But my best friends, your mom dies. I'll be at the funeral. I'm crying. When are we booking the plane back to Oklahoma? What, right. Like, what do you need? Do you need me to show up first? Do you need a hotel? Are you staying at your house? What are you doing with the dog? Okay, is... is you understand what I'm saying? Like, right. we are going to navigate all these things. Oh, you have kids and you stay home with the kids? Cool. That's fine. Whatever right. you need, I'm here for it. Because that's the kind of friendship that the world needs. Right. We need to be vulnerable right. and in it enough that that's the kind of friends we are. Mm-hmm. And if we broke it down and we were actually those kind of friends, we'd realize and understand the concept that, okay, I'm that kind of friend to my friends. But you over here in this other area, well, I know you and I'll smile at you in the grocery store and I might know your kids' names because we're in the PTO together, but your friends have to take care of you like that because you need friends and I hope that for you. I hope that you have friends that are that for you because living this life alone is for the birds. For the birds. Been there, done that. Don't ever want to do it again. So I hope friends for you. I pray in friends for you, but I'm not it. I might pinch hit if I have to, but I'm not it because I'm that to my people over here. Right. And for me, I have a little bit of different perspective because I have to close off my friendship circle a little bit more. Yeah. Because I am a pastor's wife. Right. And not that there's anything hidden in that for any reason or anything. (laughs) There's nothing hidden. It's just protected. Right. Right. Because our life looks a little bit different. And our friendship circle is very tight and very transparent and very vulnerable. But, you know, I can't just sit down and tell everybody, like, well, this is what I'm struggling with. I don't need it on the front page of the news. Right. You know what I mean? It does need to be the first bullet in the bulletin. Right. Well, it doesn't need to be the first thing on everybody else's minds either for anybody. Right? I mean, it's not just for the pastor and his wife, but, like... You, you should be able to be comfortable enough in your friendship circle that you know it's not going to leave the room. It's always Vegas. Always. You know? Yeah. But for me, I have to ensure it. Right. right? And so I think that if we really allowed ourselves to get to the deepness of friendship, most people don't want to go there. They're scared of how bad it's going to hurt. Yeah. Because it will, even the bestest of friendships gonna hurt. are going to hurt. There's going to be hurt. I mean, you talk about your marriage, right? Right. We commit lifelong till death do us part. Some days I wish you would. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. But also. (laughs) And if you've ever been married for more than five minutes, you understand what I'm saying. Fact. But no, really. I mean, I love my husband with every fiber of my being. Correct. I don't like him every minute of the day. Okay, but we've committed to this life together, right? We're going to hurt each other. Right. I'm head over heels in love with him, just like I was the day that I married him. But we're still going to hurt each other. Right. Right. We're two people trying to create a life. Yeah. Trying to live together. Trying to do the things that we both want to thrive. So if we have hurt in that relationship, 
we're going to have hurt and friendships, right? We're going to hurt each other's feelings. We're going to all this stuff. But that's when it comes to, yeah, but we see we've committed here. Yeah. We, we're in this, right? Yeah. So be vulnerable. Get in there with your relationships. Some may last for a season and that's okay. There may be some friendships that need a breakup. You needed to break up with the relationships that you broke up with for your own peace and health. And that's okay. And that might need to happen for some people that are listening. Friendship breakups are hard. But sometimes necessary. And 100% okay. And if you have some lifelong friends, some friends that have been there with you through it all, pause this podcast and go tell them how much you love them and appreciate them and how you're there for them no matter what because they are gold in this life. Yeah. It's very rare you have more than one. Yes. So rare. So surround yourselves with people who help you remember that you are not too much. Not too much. You are not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough. 